Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And we have an extra special guest for you today. You may have remembered that we said we did a lovely auction for the Maui Relief Fund. It was something called um, Romance uh, Romance for Maui for Romance. One, one, you know, I should probably look that up. Um, anyway, it was, it was all proceeds go to. Um, Maui and to help the island of Hawaii with all their wildfires and all the nonsense that was going on over there. And so we auctioned off an episode where one of you got to pick a book and come and chat with us about it. And so we have Lindo who brought us. Hi. Hello. <laughs> welcome. 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 She brought us Sweet Vengeance, a Sweet Demons book one by Viano Oniomo. Uh, please, I'm going to butcher I that don't know one. either, but okay. that's how I say I, it. I don't know. I apologize um, in advance. <laughs> yes. Very sorry to the author if we butchered your name. That is not my intention. I just wanted to bring chaos to the podcast. So... <laughs> You are joining at joining the chaos as it is. <laughs> it's, uh, it's my favorite topic, which is basically consequences right like mm. I like it when the bad guys get like get what they're supposed to get like you know like I like a nice bit of retribution and this book really ticks all the boxes for me oh see we like it when the bad guys get it too but in a different way no no like the bad bad guy not the like <laughs> good bad guy <laughs> I, get, I get it it was fun. It was fun to watch um, that whole proceeding happen. Oh, yes. So I have to ask, are you a longtime listener? I mean, how did you find us? So I found you from the um, from the auction. But when I looked, like when I looked at I'm like, oh, what is that? Then Instagram was like, oh, did you look at one of her reels? Okay, well, then that's all you're going to see for the rest of the week. <laughs> I'm did, so sorry. Did you did you look at that reel about her pestering her husband about whether his hands could fit across her her hips? Then that's all. There's nothing else for you. You're just gonna see. I'm so sorry. I took over your Instagram. <laughs> oh. So then Instagram did the thing where it's like, but you said you you like that. Like you watched the whole thing. So now now this one and oh, that no. one and that oh, one. No. Oh no. So I felt like I had a pretty good handle <laughs> what you guys were doing uh, on what you guys were about because Nat's um Nat's Instagram basically bombarded mine. 
I apologize. <laughs> Have you listened to any of our episodes? No, but I'll tell you why. Because I, I know it's counterintuitive to the point of a podcast because it's supposed mm-hmm. to teach you things about books and titles you've never heard. But I want to be a part of the conversation. Like I want to be like, oh yeah, that totally fucking sucked when that happened. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't know any of the titles in your catalog. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, I started to listen and then I was like, oh, these, these ladies are chaotic like me. Good. Cool. But, <laughs> but because I didn't know any of the titles, I like to be like, oh yeah, I totally remember when that happened. Oh yeah, I hated that too. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like you guys are talking to me instead of just like teaching me something, mm-hmm. which again, I am aware that that is counterintuitive to the point. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we don't teach anything. We just go on rants. The purpose of our <laughs> podcast is like you're having a girls night and with wine and you're talking about your favorite books. Mm-hmm. Fair. That Very is much. that is what we do. Except it. Nat is having white claw tonight. Uh, well, yeah, I am Nat- having Riesling. Nat and I will be having night. more of that because I have had a night. I too have had a night. You have no idea what the what I just I'm soaked and not in like a good way. Uh, <laughs> what were your kids doing? My kids decided that tonight would be the night to have back to back meltdowns mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, one spilled like a regular Wednesday kind of meltdown. Uh, you know, honestly, usually they're pretty good. Like for the most part, they really are, but. The older one decided to like pull on the the little one, and that that just, it just derailed chain reaction. Yeah, and then the little one spilled her water everywhere. It's just like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But anyway, it's all good. I'm here. That's why I was like, I need something a little stronger than wine. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Nat, how is my volume? You're good. I okay. think everybody's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I didn't know what I was doing. I just plugged in this massive beast of a microphone, and I'm very hopeful that you can hear what I'm saying and that it works yeah, out. Yeah, no, you end. sound great. And that's exciting that you had your own microphone. I didn't have to send anything. That that's Well, cool. I just thought, how are you going to send it to Canada? They'd probably give you a hard time. Um, I don't know. I think it depends. I have sent and received stuff from other countries. It does take a little longer. Yeah. Like, I get my... um my hair stuff from uh brazil mm-hmm. and instagram told me <laughs> yeah I'm, sh- I'm sure i'm sure you know my whole hair care routine <laughs> but uh so mm-hmm. that the first time i got it like customs called me and was like we have a package and i was like okay and they're like it's whatever like we can't send it to you we need to go through it because it's from a different country i'm like I think they were trying to intimidate me. And I'm like, go ahead. It's like, it's, it's curl cream. Like what? It's nothing exciting. <laughs> yeah. Right ahead. Dig right through it, buddy. Get your hands yeah. all in there. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I yeah. used to travel to England fairly regularly. Nat knows this, mm-hmm. but there is nothing like having a customs agent pull your bag and open it to find all of your sex toys. <laughs> The guy wouldn't look me in the eye. Hold eye contact. Force him to look you. Yeah. You're like, yeah, no, the purple one's my favorite. Like, just hold eye contact and make them acknowledge you. 
you wanted yeah. this, buddy. You wanted this. Mm-hmm. Totally. You saw on the little x-ray looking thing, a dick shaped object and you opened my bag anyway. Like that's on you. A hundred percent. I'm not going to be responsible for your squeamishness at this point. I have absolutely no shame. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, go for it. They're like, do you have anything to declare? That one's fully charged. I don't know. Is that what you want to know? Like, what? They're like, what's this? And I'm like, it's a rotting, rotting crop. What the fuck do you think it is? <laughs> he was like, um, <laughs> so you ride horses? Mm-hmm. No. Sure do. <laughs> Sorry, do I look like the horse riding type? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You will find out that I tend to be the bloodthirsty one. Oh, okay. Love it. Nat is the horny one. I just want to fuck everyone. <laughs> Own it. Own it. <laughs> um, well, I read for plot. She reads for uh-huh. smut. I mean, then I feel like I probably brought you guys both a little something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the basic gist of this story is um, a young woman, and I don't think it's ever really established how old she is, but I think she's in her early 20s. That's the vibe mm-hmm. I get. Um, a young woman is brutally assaulted and her life is ruined, as it will be. And she decides to call a demon to enact vengeance. And the demon shows up and thinks that what the request is, is that she wants the demon to do the killing. She's like, nah, bitch. I want to do the killing. I want you to let me get away with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm all the way in. Um, I didn't know what the book was about when I got it. Mm-hmm. I I joined up for KU on a, one of their sales, like three months free if you're a prime mm-hmm. member. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I was drunk with options. You know, you go to the restaurant and there's like 75 pages of, of menu and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to eat. That's what happened to me. Like the first three weeks, I just was like, oh yeah, and I'll read that one and I'll read that one and I'll totally read that one. So then it became a like, oh yeah, no, I'm in like, I'm in a zombie place and I'm in a shifter place and I'm in a, so then I was like, oh yeah, look how cute the cover is. You, you guys, the perils of the cartoon cover because I didn't read the back. I didn't read the synopsis and you know how Amazon kind of brings you just to first page chapter one. So mm-hmm. I didn't read any of the trigger warnings. They were there. I don't read them. I didn't know nothing about them. So when the book unfurled, I was like, oh, well, I was not expecting all of that. <laughs> and then so when Tori's like, pick a book, I was like, no, for me, this is literally a, like, this is literally trigger warning. That's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Had I known, I, I enjoyed the book. But had I known, I would have come in with a different mentality. You know what I mean? Like, I just was not braced for the bloodlust. But I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you, Lindo, if you had read this book before you chose it for the podcast. I did. I did. Yeah. Because I didn't, like, I felt like, just pick a book and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. It was overwhelming to me. Of I thought you guys were going to tell me what to do oh you should (laughs) you could have been like give me some options and we would have been happy to give you some options but you picked a great book it's definitely on the trigger warning side like they definitely have a lot of triggers uh including sexual assault obviously murder bloodlust 
Um, the cover is adorable, you know, right? but it's so cute. I also really, really enjoyed the like larger than life heroine, right? Because yes. most of the time they're like these petite five foot two skinny mm-hmm. ladies um, with like meek personalities. Yeah. And she was not only was she like a six foot like bigger lady she was plus size curvy amazing but like she was also like take charge like she bossed that demon around she sure (laughs) did and i also like that the author described her as fat not curvy Mm -hmm. she was like i'm six feet tall and i'm fat and so i already like stand out in a crowd and it's already hard for me to meet someone who makes me feel teeny tiny Mm -hmm. um i was like yeah that's that's rare that the word like not I'm okay with being fat or mm-hmm. I have no problem with my body. Just like, yeah, no, I'm six feet and I'm fat. The yeah. end. Like there was no couching it. And I really liked that sort of like, okay, move on. That's it. That's all we're going to say about it. There's no yep. more. Yeah. No more talking about what she looks like. She's tall and she's big. The end. Mm-hmm. And she's from Nigeria. So mm-hmm. she's black. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what color the demon is. The demon's just a demon. He's. Yeah. He's purple. He's plum colored. <laughs> Yeah, he's like a deep purple, which has like, I'm always really infatuated with those kinds of descriptions when it comes to like either like the alien books or the monster books when the aliens and the monsters are actually aliens and monsters. Like they're not like humanoid. I mean, obviously they have to have some human features like a penis, but. (laughs) Did you guys read uh, who's, I can't remember the author right now. It's uh, the book is called At the Crossroads. And basically she falls in love with, it's not even a tree. It's just like a thing that doesn't really have any shape. And then when it comes time for them to bone, he fashions one of his like digit, whatever, into <laughs> a tapered shape with which to penetrate her. But like, it's not humanoid at all. And he just sort of like yeah. is a thing that moves in time and space and then fashioned his corporeal body into a penetrating shape to bring to get her off and i was like oh well see it doesn't have to even be humanoid that's exciting i have not read that Susanna clay the author is Susanna clay and it's called at the crossroads it's a like i think it's a short it's not very long okay i do want to read something called unhinged Mm -hmm. it is about a door (gasps) i heard that and the um there's a whole series like the clippy romance and the balloon animal romance like yes have you guys read those no but we have a whole plan for the balloon animal romance i was like oh for real like we're we're just doing this now okay cool mm-hmm. like i think i mean a it's fun yeah um, but also i think people are just like how weird can i make it without making it unreadable you know right because from i have not read any of those books but they're definitely on my list and I'm we're keeping them for the podcast that's why I haven't read them but from what all the reviews say like they're actually really great books so I'm like how do you do that yeah well and I mean a good story is a good story I don't care if it's a door if you can make me understand how like you know what I mean like if you can get me through it to the other end then good for you yeah if it's a door or a giant paperclip or a balloon animal or what's one of the other ones in that 
I think there's four of them in that balloon animal like universe. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I haven't, I haven't read them. I haven't ventured into that pool yet. I'm too busy. I'm also gonna just because I want to see. Yeah. I'm curious. Like you have to, you have to read it. Yeah. I mean, I think that the door book is like number one on like, you know, in its category on Amazon. And you're like, because everybody wants to know what that's about. What, what, like, what is that category even? Like, it's wow. not paranormal. It's not. Well, I will tell you. I'm going to look it up. Like, what would you even categorize that as? That's the other fun part. And I think it's by the same lady that wrote the balloon animal. It is a bestseller. Okay, so it's not number one, but it is a bestseller in, it's called Unhinged by Vera Valentine. Oh, and two, two hour romance short reads. That's what it's best selling in. It's short. I mean, I guess how long can you make a book about a door? Well, it's 71 pages. I mean, ladies, it's a door that fucks. So it's a shapeshifter, actually. It's a shapeshifter <laughs> door, from what I understand. And he protects her because he locks and stuff. Don't don't even, guys. I love it. I'm in. I'm in. You see, you were you were nervous about trying to talk about the book, and I told you we're random, and we're already <laughs> talking not about the book. We're talking about a second, a secondary a second book. book. Yes. Um, <clears throat> okay, back to the book then, ladies. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, like I said, the, my thing was about like consequences, and I felt mm-hmm. really good about the way the book handled. Yes, it was brutal the sexual assault was brutal and even though we don't witness it in real time both the dreams she has and the sort of memories she has of it are like are harrowing enough not like graphic but you definitely feel Mm -hmm. where her anxiety comes from and why she's having such a hard time moving on and why she's having such a hard time putting the pieces back together the betrayal was on multiple levels um and I like that in a in a book where you can just summon a demon to do vengeance that that was treated with like respect and like realism you know like it wasn't Mm -hmm. just oh yeah oh that sucked i gotta how to get a new like her whole life was destroyed and she carried it with her everywhere she went she had to get a new apartment she got a new job and his life went on like nothing happened and that's that's true and it's shitty and it's awful but it's true Mm -hmm. and I did appreciate that that respect yeah for for the fact that I I don't want to say that it was making light of anything but it's a romance novel with the demon that (laughs) a purple seven foot demon Mm -hmm. that you can call to do your murders right like there's only so much (laughs) you can ask like of reality right like you have to accept that at some point you put that at the door and you walk away so I appreciated that her motivations were very relatable and very understandable and it was easy to empathize with her when she was like nah we're gonna kill that bitch we're gonna kill him a lot and then I'm never gonna think about it again Mm -hmm. yep yep I loved it I loved her plot um of like like you said in the beginning when the demon shows up and he says, like, you have summoned me to kill someone for you. Joyce smiled, felt manic when she let her lips stretch with it. No, I want to kill someone and I want to make it look like an accident. And he was like hard for it immediately. 
He was like, ooh. Your bloodlust is delicious. He was just like, I don't know what's going on, but I love it. Well, yeah. I loved the plan to mm -hmm. not get it over with quickly. Her goal of stalking him and appearing out of the corner of his eye and then disappearing, that was fabulous. And honestly, I kind of wanted it to go on a little bit longer. Like, I didn't need to see every time she did it. But if, like, if it had been like, oh, yeah, so it's been two weeks of us just fucking with this guy. Mm -hmm. And, like, now he can't eat and he's, like, twitchy. and Like, I would have been fine with that. <laughs> like, yeah. put that bastard through it. Like, I would have been fine with weeks of them doing that shit to him. I still liked where it went, but it wouldn't have bothered me. <laughs> like, I'm with you. If they made it so that he jumped at his own shadow, I would not have been mad about that. Not at all. I was a little bit upset that we didn't get to see her do it to her best friend's uh, rapist. Yeah. I was hoping to go down that journey and be like, yes. oh, okay, like, what are we going to do to this guy? But and, it was and off that, page and they just killed him. They just killed him. But also, and the fact that that was her response, she's like, oh, well... I already did this. I know I know how to handle this. I will look like, okay, girl, that was supposed to make you feel, but now you're just running around murdering rapists. I don't have a problem with it at all. I actually was a little disappointed that like this wasn't their relationship from then on. Like, you know what I mean? Like that she just became this like, she even mentioned it. Like she was somehow became this like rapist vigilante. Mm -hmm. I was hoping to like, okay, like, yes, in the end, like they got together and they got demon married and whatever. Mm -hmm. But I was hoping that'd be like, all right, and now we're just going to go all over the world. Yeah. Like a <laughs> Dexter kind of situation, you know, yeah. just like over and over and over again. 100%. But, but it is called book one. So who knows? Who knows? That's true. We have not begun to book two. I'm yeah. just, I should look into it, but I was, I was assuming it's going to be a different couple. Probably. But I just, I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, nah, that's what they're doing. They're out in the world because he's so horny for her vengeance right like he is so turned on mm -hmm. by her bloodlust and by how twisted and demented it is it's not just like kill that guy she's like no no first we're gonna do this and mm -hmm. we're gonna make him crazy and we're gonna like we're gonna haunt him and we're gonna stalk him and we're gonna and he's like more do more yeah. crazy shit like i'm into this so hard i'm also into a sex deal like i love me a sex deal and it was almost Absolutely. I wish that it had been a sex deal from the beginning. He was a little too timid for, for my liking. Um, he's a baby virgin. Dan. I know. That was a weird, not weird in a bad way, but I was like, oh my God, is this a, is this a hero? That's a virgin. That's a first. That's I've never read that before. Have you? Yeah. Have you? Really? I've had it in several of mine. Oh, I'm, I'm lacking. Often enough that I tag it when i find I it i don't think i've ever read one no i don't think i have yeah and or he's really like and that was the other side of what made this interesting to me is the fact that yes it's a demon yes the demon is from hell yes the demon's whole existence is to steal human souls mm -hmm. but that that malachi the demon mm -hmm. it's so like so sympathetic and i just want to like oh malik i'm sorry cookie it's it's fine <laughs> like, yeah you know he was tortured by these priests and he was you know like um held captive and basically like human trafficking and they um had him in bondage and he broke away and he spends the whole time being afraid that they're going to come and get him and drag mm -hmm. him back and put him back into bondage 
And in this world, the only way that the demons can stay on the human plane is if they have a soul, like if someone deals, like makes them a deal to give Mm -hmm. them their soul, or if they're in the kind of contract that he enters with joy, which is we've got a job to do. And until it's finished, then you're sort of tethered to me. So he spends the whole time being like, well, I don't, I got to figure out what to do next. I don't know. I can't Mm -hmm. go back there. I got to figure out how to stay here. And so when they touch for the first time, he's overwhelmed to be, to have that sort of physical contact. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a weird, not weird, but that's a different angle for like the demon fucking, right? Because usually the demon's like, I fucks. I do it all the time, everywhere, every night. Like, like to have this one be like touch me just one more time that'd be great but yeah no I really liked the the whole like I guess paranormal aspect of like the way the author explained how the the way like the demons eat is emotions Mm -hmm. and um it was so sad that he said like he was the first time he's ever been full was like right after they first had like that not full-on sex but it, like they fucked around a little bit yeah a little dry humping on the couch like you do yeah you know nothing it was not it was refreshing honestly because it's usually just right to it baby especially with a demon right right so do we know how old malachi is he was 30 he was a baby because he was a he struck me as a baby demon yeah Yes, but he says that. I'm 30, mm-hmm. but that's young for my kind. But all of the demon books that I can remember reading, they are like ancient in comparison to the female main character. So I was, it was not what I was expecting. And that's what, and that was one of the other aspects where I thought, oh, like you don't know almost anything. Like all of this is new to you. And, and you're just like wide open to her and, and what the the capability, like not capability, the possibilities are like, you know, he's very wide open to, oh, is this what we're going to do now? Cool. Like whatever. Like, yeah, I'm just going to watch you finger yourself. That's cool. Like, that's enough for me. I don't need to be a part of this. Just let me watch. He was like totally worshiping her in like every single way, every single way. And she was totally, I mean, they didn't have this kind of relationship per se but she was definitely the top yes like he was the bottom in every aspect he was like i will do whatever you want i will you know just watch you sleep if you want like just let me be here just yeah just let me hang around and i also like that when she did boss him around even when it was something as simple as move like on the couch like just move mm-hmm. he's like yeah cool like totally <laughs> do he just was he was down for all of it he's like yeah no boss me around bully me whatever just let me hang around with you yeah he was almost like a a puppy you know just like happy to be invited happy to be involved just pet me every now and then that's perfect yes he was just like a little golden doodle like just Mm -hmm. let me just be i'll just sit here at your feet and keep you warm yeah it was adorable it was an adorable demon book (laughs) (laughs) adorable vengeance kill my rapist demon book Mm -hmm. super cute you guys (laughs) yeah Yeah. 
I mean, it was fun. It was definitely a, not the typical read that I would do for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I personally love me a take charge, like, uh, very alpha toxic hero. And for sure, you know, that's the kind of, that's the kind of reading I enjoy. So this was a fr- refreshing, like little palate cleanser dip <laughs> of like a, a lovely demon who just will like do my bidding and I got a roster of those guys. Like I got, a, I got just <laughs> like locked and ready a roster of, oh, and the problem is, is that I can never remember anybody's name, but the one where she's getting married and he basically kidnaps her from her own wedding and takes her on a private plane across the country and hides her in this, like, in this house that he's got all tricked out so she can't escape. And he's like, nah, and he's Russian and she's Italian. I think of course it might be Katie, I might it might be a Katie Roberts book. Okay. It might be one of Katie Roberts. And then another one of my favorites is they are both mobbed up. Like she's obviously the like princess and mm-hmm. he's in a rival gang sect, whatever you want to call it. But they don't know that they're both or he knows that she is, but she doesn't know that he is, and she mm-hmm. legitimately thinks that she's just met this nice guy and that she's trying to just have a normal life for a minute before she has to step up and take her place, you know, as the head mm-hmm. of whatever her mafia family is. Turns out that he's the mm-hmm. number two capo in the rival one. And she's so fucking mad. She shoots him. Oh, that's <laughs> actually, she shoots him and then he gets away and they just spend the whole book trying to kill each other until oh. they end up being in love and married. Like, like they have, it's almost like Love Mr. It. Mrs. Smith. Like they just keep trying to kill each other. Sounds like a good time. Until they're like, all right, well, that's not working. Let's fuck. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's definitely more up my alley as a a normal general read. Light, just some light reading before yeah. bed, you know. Just before you go to bed. Easy. Easy. It's fine. Mm. It's fine. Yeah. Um, another one of my favorite um like micro tropes in dark romance is. I kidnapped you to protect you. Mm. And the answer is I'm only in danger because of you, dum dum. Yeah. But instead it's always like, okay, fine, I'll just stay here. <laughs> yeah. Um, love us. We I mean, kidnapping is my love language. So mm-hmm. I'm down. I'm always down. I have been trying to get my husband to kidnap me for TikTok or Instagram reels in mm-hmm. your case. So stay tuned for one of those videos where I will break him down and he will kidnap me. I'm trying to train him. If only just so that you stop asking him to do it. More, he does anything just eventually just to get me to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But Mr. Savage isn't, he has not quite reached dark romance book boyfriend. No, he's a horrible dark romance book boyfriend. I'm trying to train him into being a good dark romance book boyfriend. He's getting there. (laughs) I can see the training and I can see that it's having an effect. Slow and steady wins the race. Like slow and steady. You just got to one foot in front of the other. You'll get there. He's just resistant. He's a brat. He's 100% a brat. See, so then you just got to like just flip the right. Like. You kidnap him. I he's freaking huge. I can't. 
<laughs> That's right. His hands do spin your midsection. Oh my goodness. Can you see an Omega verse? Can you see an Omega verse where the Omega kidnaps the Alpha? Oh my God. Have are you familiar with the Omega verse, Lindo? Like the concept of it or a specific book series? Like in general. No, no, the concept. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Like I said, I was in a whole shifter place. Okay, good. Um, there was, there was one completely unhinged one that I read very recently where she, her whole life thought she was a beta and then accidentally or not accidentally, but just like figured out, oh, fuck, actually I'm an Omega. And she does it like in a, in a middle of a room full of alphas and they're all like, what's that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is my fucking favorite. Yeah. And then this one one dude's like, oh you're here and she's like what who are you i'm not claire and he's like shut up and come with me or else you're gonna like bring this whole bitch down yeah and he gets her out and then of course they're faded mates and la 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 la. but he comes in a pack of four i think he's like one of four ah there is there is one that is similar to that um baby and the late night howlers and it's a reverse harem omega verse motorcycle club jesus that's like a lot of pieces a lot of moving parts it's a lot of moving parts but it's really well done if you it is not dark okay it has Mm -hmm. it has some dark moments fair but it it's on the gray scale um but if you're not familiar with the sweet verse you should take a chance to look that up um, because if you like the Omegaverse, it is all pretty much right. Omegaverse fly choose. And they are all well-written. Lola and the Millionaires is dark, mm-hmm. but not in a normal way. I think I've talked about that on our on the show before. But that's just a couple of titles for you to think about or look at. I dig it. I dig it. One of the ones um, that I was going to suggest because it it tickles my, I'm protecting you by completely removing your agency (laughs) (laughs) was Obsidian Feathers. It's the same thing. You're like, oh, somebody attacked you. Well, we, while you were freaked out and completely passed out from the head trauma, we secured you away and now no one can get to you because to keep you safe yeah nemi nemi's amazing i love her books yes um we definitely will be doing one of those uh i just wanted the duet it's a duet and i have that's why i didn't recommend it because not recommend it that's wrong i do recommend it Mm -hmm. listeners if you want to read that book you should go ahead and read that book why i didn't suggest it for this is because it ends on a cliffhanger Mm -hmm. and the other one isn't out yet and i think the next book that she has is about why her mom's an asshole yeah um that book's coming out soon by the way the second book um the salt road mm-hmm. um i'll tell you hang on just a second september 12th so like oh is that shit is that today Duh, yesterday it came out yesterday <laughs> obsidian feathers by n caceres and uh the salt road is okay the second book in that series um i really enjoyed the first book I also really enjoyed the first book. I don't know. Would that would you have considered that 
dark romance uh-huh hell yeah okay okay just make sure not just make sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no it's all good to, i'm trying to get with you man i'm trying to get where I'm you're just, at i'm just a big <laughs> fan yeah he has recommended that we read it but because it ends on the cliffhanger we're writing for book two before we start it and it's out now so um we're probably we can probably well let me let me read the salt road and see if that's another cliffhanger and then i'll let you know <laughs> for me like my whole thing about consequences mm-hmm. the mom is an asshole like just an unrepentant asshole and i don't yeah care what happens to her like i don't want to see her redeemed i don't want like I don't need her to explain it. I like, I don't care. So unless the salt road is just putting that lady on a rack and stretching her limbs until she breaks, I'm not like, I'm going to read it because that's, I, that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. But if I don't get it, then I'm going to make a lot of noise about it. (laughs) Go right ahead. I am a good friend of Nemi's and I will let her know what you think when you read it. Okay. She's going to be on the podcast at some point. Um, We're just trying to figure out when, so. Love it. No, I really, really enjoyed the first one. And again, that was another one, me drunk on my new Kindle Unlimited Power. Um, Whereas like, oh, cute, they got married when they were kids. And then I read it, I was like, oh, oh, well, shit, that's not. (laughs) It's, yeah. I thought it was going to be like an adorable little second chance. Like, oh, they like got married in a cute little daisy ceremony in the park when they were six and then they find each other again when they're 30 and that's adorable no no Mm-mm. no girl that's not what happens there there is one book where mm-hmm. they get married as kids and they're separated and it mm-hmm. turns out that he is the prince of a nation who is about to ascend to the throne and has to get married and she's the one there was something bonding about the way that they got married as kids so he's making her marry him as an adult like honor their six-year-old commitment Mm -hmm. love it you Mm -hmm. have you have to well done very well done i don't remember the name of it but that's the problem when you read 200 books a year. Like, that's my problem. I read so many books and I'm like, I can tell you all sorts of plot points. I could tell you what I liked, what I didn't like. Don't mm-hmm. ask me what the name of the book is. Welcome to Trigger Warning Romance. We never remember titles. <laughs> so Nat never remembers titles. Let me just call you out. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to be like, oh, Nat, that sounded very pointed. Tori was not... She did not appreciate that looping you did there. <laughs> we don't remember. <laughs> uh, well, at the moment, two thirds of us don't. So we win. <laughs> the next recording, Tori, then you'll have more parody. Like you'll be back into balance. Yeah. I, I apologize for my inability to remember things. No, I'm horrible at it. I can't remember authors. I can't remember titles. I'm like you, Lindo. I'm like... That book with the motorcycle and the knife um, where he fucked her underneath that tree. And Tori's like, that's the title. And I'm like, thank you. Awesome. (laughs) So good. Thank you. But this is the first time that we have had a guest host that we have both been able to participate. Mm -hmm. Because most of our guest hosting 
No, all of our guest yes. hosting has Ooh. been Nat. And You're the breaking host. Tori's cherry. <laughs> well, Tori, I hope I'm being very gentle. She doesn't like it gentle. I don't want you to be. It's my it's my great pleasure. It's my honor to. <laughs> all right, cool. Is your hair in a ponytail? I can like figure that out. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I I know what to do with the ponytail. I got it, girl. Don't worry. <laughs> Speaking of like having something to hold on to, bringing it back to our book that we're supposed to be talking about. Correct. I love me a horn moment. I love yeah. to hold on. My, it's going to say a little bit too much about me. My <laughs> favorite sex scene was when she sat on his face and held the, the horns the, yeah, the horns and like rode his face like a motorcycle. Yes. Loved it. Yes. And Therefore, that he was like, because well and because he's described as having these horns that are very obvious very sturdy mm-hmm. that they like almost like a ram right like they go up and over his skull it's mm-hmm. not like they don't stick up they curve around the back of his skull yeah and homegirl is like perfect handles yeah. like she just grabs onto them at every opportunity and i have and- no problem with that I'm I'm with you. And I like that they're a little sensitive. So he like likes it when you touch. It's almost like touching your ear. Like you get that like tangle. And I just, that's how I felt, you know, when I'm reading it. And I, I dug it because Malachi, our, our soft baby demon is like, he has all of the demon things. He's got a tail that mm-hmm. can like rub on her clit. He's got feathers that they can fly. And that sometimes he gets so turned on that he like lifts them off of the bed mm-hmm. <laughs> while they're in the middle of it uh the horns that he is very vocal about like hold on to these bitches don't mm-hmm. worry about it a was a forked tongue i believe he also has yes like malachi just has all of the demon part like every single wings tail tongue horns seven feet tall all of the things yeah and that his clothes aren't even really clothes it's just an effect it's a smoke robe yeah like that robe that smoke robe right so then he's like okay woof naked magic trick (laughs) yeah like well i gotta tell you my favorite horn scene was it was not in this book but his horns grew the more he the more excited he got the bigger his horns grew well really and there was some very very (laughs) fun Mm. horn penetration but we definitely don't do that here in sweet vengeance there's no no horn no and i don't think he ever penetrates her with his tail but she thinks about it she was like oh i wonder what that would feel like so yes the tail does just a lot of like does a lot of good work on her clit. just i have said this plenty of times before to tori but I do believe that the human anatomy got something wrong because the male needs to ha- of our species mm-hmm. needs to have something on the outside that like vibrates or like jiggles or something to like stimulate that area. Well, I mean, honestly, if you're being held properly, right? Like if, mm-hmm. if he's got two hands full of you. Yeah. Then an extra something, like you're saying, an extra wiggling, yeah. vibrating, shaking thing can only be helpful. Yeah. Like, 
most women don't get off vaginally, right? Most yeah. women need some sort of external clitoral situation. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, and biologically speaking here, I'm going to bring it all back to even like that. Biologically speaking, you are more likely to get pregnant when you have an orgasm because like the spasms like suck the sperm up. Oh, is that really? Is that true? Yes. Oh. oh, yeah. I mean, it's not. Look, you can get pregnant without having an orgasm. Of course. Obviously. But it is more likely if you do have one because, like I said, it's like a vacuum and it like sucks it up in there. Look at me learning things at nine o'clock at night yeah. <laughs> on a random Wednesday. <laughs> I don't remember what study this was, and please don't quote me anybody, but I remember something like you're more likely to have a boy if you orgasm because the male sperm are slower. <laughs> so they get a head like they get a head start or something if it sucks. I don't know. Don't don't quote me. I might be making that up, but I've read it somewhere and it I mean, just, it sounds real true, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. It sounds yeah. it sounds good. I think um, that's why there's so many articles and books I've seen. Again, I don't know how true this is that like you can get pregnant with either a boy or a girl depending on what position you're in. Fair. I mean, I have seen things of that nature, but since having a boy or a girl is not on my list of things to do, I just sort of like, oh, cool, and then. <laughs> I was just curious. I have. Mm, I have two girls, so I don't know what that really says about anything. I also read a, I don't know. I don't know. See, welcome to Trigger Warning Room as we go on tangents. I also read an article somewhere about how like it depends on whose blood was fresher or something, depending on because you're like blood cells re refresh every couple of months or whatever. So I guess who's ever, I, I might be making all this up completely. Again, I really like the way it sounds. So I'm just, I'm just going to let you, I'm going to let you fill my head with that information. Yeah, it's it's all good. I mean, I, it sounds nice. re reasonable. Yeah, but check your old emails. Oh, check our email. Oh, okay, okay. Because also, I'm not a doctor, so what do I know? I'm not a doctor. I just pretend to be one on the podcast. Uh <laughs> I am not a mental health professional, but I pretend to be one on the podcast. Oh my god, that's adorable with the goats. I know, <laughs> and the pool noodles. Come on. My baby brother got married and there wasn't anyone in either family that was age appropriate to be a ring bearer. Mm -hmm. So they had a goat as a ring bearer. That's cute. As audience members, we were placing bets on whether the ring would make it to the altar or if the goat was going to eat it. Oh, funny. And obviously, it did make we, it. Made it. It did oh. make it. Did any members of the family lose that bet? Like I lost that bet. <gasps> oh, Tori, you're such a shit stirrer. <laughs> you bet against the goat, but you wouldn't love me as much as if, if I weren't. No, I love you very much. Yeah, I love you just the way you are, baby. <laughs> I dig it that you're like, oh no, the goat's totally gonna eat that fucking ring. You're not gonna, you're not gonna have it. Sorry. Mm hmm. A hundred percent. Goat as their ring bearer. There. Obviously, my brother. Oh, speaking of families, I told one of my family members that I have a podcast. <gasps> and? And she was like, oh my God, what's the name of it? And 
she looked up our TikTok and she's like, well, shit, girl, you go. <laughs> I'm like, that's not me. That's not. <laughs> I just read books and talk about them. Yeah. And I flood everybody's Instagram, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but she was very impressed. And she said, well, when are you going to break the news to your parents? Oh, it was my brother's wife. And I said, well, hopefully when she's eating, so it makes her choke. And there's no one around you knows the Heimlich. <laughs> I'm 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 with you because I'm also like I'm trying to figure out how to tell. I have to tell my mom something. Why though? Because we're going to smut love. Uh, not smut lovers. Sorry, we're going to authors after midnight, the convention in October, um, October seventh in Fort Mills, South Carolina. For anybody who's interested, I do believe there's still tickets, but not very many left. So if you're interested, go get them now. Authorsaftermidnight.com. Lots of authors will be there, uh, dark romance authors, including Zoe Blake, Dorothy Annis, Lexi C. Foss, a whole bunch of other ones. There's like 60 of them. There's a whole bunch. Yeah. So I'm going, I don't live in anywhere near South Carolina. So I'm flying out and then I'm flying back in. And my husband's going to be alone with the kids. And, and usually on Saturdays, um, we go over to my parents' house. And like, obviously, like if I'm not in the flipping state, they have to know that I'm not here. But I'm like trying to tell them, like trying to think of like, should I say it's a work thing? Like, I don't, I don't know what I should tell my parents. I'm going to a, a conference with my friend. I'm going to like a fan expo with my friends. Yeah, but she's, she's my mom. My mother is Soviet. She's going to tell me I'm a horrible mother for leaving my kids to do hobbies. Right. So I'm thinking. Personal just, interests. Hey, we are making money. Yeah, but she doesn't. That's what I mean. Like, not, I'm not a gonna... lot, but we're making money. So therefore it is a job. It is employment. <laughs> but she doesn't know that and then I have to tell her that it's for the podcast and then she's gonna ask me what the podcast is and then she's gonna tr I can't I can't have her find the pod my mom will have flipping aneurysm your mother is the reason that I am wearing socks <laughs> I feel like that was a hard left Tori I think of your mother every time I put on a pair of socks this was this was in the very beginning we were a baby podcast i mean we're like episode four <laughs> maybe five and it was sweet cruelty by zoe blake and the male lead was a arms dealer and he was russian and the end of the book with the happily ever after they do the russian kidnapping which is part of the Russian culture, I guess, maybe a generation or two ago. It's like a wedding ceremony thing that they used to do. They stopped doing it, but I don't know why. It's so much fun. So, like, culturally, you're predisposed to being kidnapped. Like, you're like, no, this is my whole heritage. Like, kidnap me all the time. It's literally <laughs> in my DNA. <laughs> and we had, we probably talked for 45 minutes on Russian cultures. Mm -hmm. And Nat gave the example that her mother was of the belief that if you want to get pregnant, you have to keep your feet warm. Because if your feet are cold, all of the, the girl parts aren't working correctly. You will catch a chill through your feet to your uterus, and it will freeze and fall out, and you will never be able to have children. And so she was always giving that socks. And now, a year and a half later... I put on socks and I think of Nat's mom. I don't know. I I mean, again, 
there's no scientific studies. However, I got pregnant with my children incredibly fast. <laughs> so with I don't know what that says. On. Uh yeah, clearly I had to, no, not during the act, but yes, I've I've had socks on my entire not, I don't know your I don't know. I'm just trying to put the pieces together. I will tell you this I'll never forget. And my um I'm still friends with this person. I used to work at a lingerie store during my college years and uh, like as a part-time job. And it was the summer and I would be wearing flip-flops, you know, or like sandals. And my, but my mom was like, you're in air conditioning. You're going to get cold. So she would literally bring socks into my job. Like she would leave the house, come into the store and make me put socks on in the in the store because she was afraid I would get cold. And to this day, like she comes, I love my mother. She comes and helps me with my girls in the morning before school. First thing she does is put socks on them. Like right out of bed, the first thing she does, you have to put socks on. Because you are five and your uterus will fall out. It begin as you mean to go on, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. You want them to have be put on the right path towards, you know, 20 something year old fertility yeah i mean i guess uh, again i mean i'm not wearing any socks right now she'd be absolutely i mean i'm done having kids also so my my hu- literally husband got snipped like we are done i don't need to be fertile anymore so i can walk around barefoot all i want well you there know you i wasn't able to have kids and i don't wear socks most of the time i don't wear shoes most of the time so maybe that's why that's it maybe it wasn't the endometriosis no maybe it was that my uterus fell out because i was cold and i just didn't notice you didn't notice it. You didn't notice it froze and shriveled up and came out of you at some point. Mm-hmm. Walked away and it's frozen. That's why the periods were so hard. Oh, Lord. I told you, Linda, nothing's off, off, nothing's off limits. <laughs> I love it. I am a huge fan. Oh, we can bring it back to Joy. She had, like, he's like, oh, what do we do about protection? She's like, fuck it. I can't get pregnant. Yes, she yeah. also had endometriosis and she said she yeeted her uterus. She was like, fuck off, bitch. Good for her. That's what I did. I It's been almost, it's been over a decade since I had my hysterectomy. I was 32. Wow. I was young. And they, because it was a Republican red state, mm. they had to sign off and bring in my freaking divorce papers to show that I was not married because if I were married my husband would have to sign off on the hysterectomy before the doctor was allowed to proceed oh I keep forgetting that that stuff about America I keep forgetting that you guys have like listen Canada has a whole shitload of problems I'm not pretending like it doesn't but that kind of weird stuff like oh what did your husband think I don't fucking know I didn't ask him like what (laughs) yeah if I have to ask him to have his hysterectomy, then by God, he needs to have to ask me to have a vasectomy. Precisely. Precisely my point. I'm going to, I had two children, love my children, but my doctor, I had a whole bunch of pregnancy issues. And so I, my my doctor literally told me like, you cannot have any more kids. It will kill you. And I was like, it's all good. I don't want any more freaking kids. So when I was pregnant with my second one, I was like, hey, if I get a C-section, can you like tie my tubes? 
And she said, I need your husband to come in and sign off on these papers. And I was like, I live in freaking New Jersey, man. Like, it doesn't, like, it's a blue state. Like, we are blue. Yeah. We are, we, and she's like, look, I don't know. Like, I, it's just something I have to do. She worked for, like, it was probably the hospital rules, but still was stupid. And then I never ended up getting it because I did not have a C-section. So then my husband went and got a vasectomy. They never asked me for any paperwork. Yeah. They're like, what does that think? Excuse me. What if I wanted more children? Yeah. I am surprised by that. I um, I attributed it to being in a red state in the middle of the Bible Belt. Because. Sure didn't help you. That doesn't help anybody. I think that's their point. No, I was surprised as well because I've had, I think it depends on the practice because I've had friends who have gotten their tubes tied, you know, in the same state and they never had to ask their husband for any sort of paperwork or anything like that. So if it's like a private clinic that has maybe. its own like morality rules or whatever. Or maybe the doctor was just trying to like cover their ass, you know, and being like, again, who knows? But I was just surprised because my my husband's doctor was completely like chill with it he did have to wait a while though i remember it was like they made him wait six months after his first appointment to like they scheduled his uh they made him wait like three months before the actual appointment because the doctor maybe was full who knows and then they made him wait six months after the first visit to have the actual vasectomy so like almost a year like nine months Mm -hmm. total from deciding to do it to actually having it done yep Wow. I begged. I mean, I was in my, my early 20s, and I was begging for them to do a hysterectomy. Mm. Because I I cannot adequately describe how much I dreaded the 10 days that was my period. No. It was heavy, it was long, and it hurt like fuck. And not in a way that I appreciated. <laughs> and my parents, when I was a minor, wouldn't let me go on birth control because birth control gives you permission to have sex. Mm. Of course it does. Yeah. Abstinence only. Any style. And so even with a, a clear and um, obvious diagnosis of a a medical condition they still were like no but just keep them even though they're broken and ultimately useless and cause you indescribable pain still keep them yeah i had um three different three separate surgical procedures prior to the hysterectomy that all diagnosed um the endometriosis so there was a clear history i saw the same gynecologist from the time that I was 12 until I moved. Wow. And state regulations, you're too young. You might change your mind. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do if you turn 35 and you want kids? I will have lost my fucking mind. That's what I was going to say, but your body kind of decided that for you. Unless, unless I don't, maybe I'm confusing endometriosis with something else, but isn't that the one where there's too much scar tissue? Women with endometriosis can still have children. Sure, but it's way harder, no? It's way harder. Yeah. 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 Again, not a doctor. <laughs> the only real way to control it 
is by utilizing birth control, hormonal birth control. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you go off the birth control to get pregnant, all of your symptoms flare. Mm -hmm. It's a no-win situation. And knowing this, because you are not the only woman in the world who has been diagnosed with endometriosis, like this information is pretty, pretty available, pretty common. Like if you type up symptoms, like that's what comes up. Lots of people yeah. know about this. They still were like, no, let's, let me see what your husband thinks. Yep. Wow. Yeah. The red states are wild. Yeah. I'm just going to end it at, I love this country. I came from Georgia Republic, which was part of the Soviet Union. And the last episode we talked about, or two last two episodes, I don't remember which episode I talked about. Like, I lived more or less in the Victorian age in 1997. So, like, I'm I'm happy here. It's a wonderful place. Um, it, no place is perfect, right? So this is as close to, to great as it's going to get, I guess. Until we, nothing again, nothing is without its scars, and our imperfections make us who we are. So, I mean, at least it's not illegal to read smut yet. Banned books in Florida, though. Jesus Christ. Okay, forget it, forget it, forget it. You tried, you were so close, Nat. Like, you were doing so good. You were doing so good. And then, like, the you let reality come right back in there. But oh. honestly, like, all the way, like I was with you all the way through it. And then you. you reminded your own self. <laughs> oh. But I was with you. I was. Let's just, let's wrap this situation up. Do we have any palate cleansers? Lindo, what have you, at the end of this, um, every episode, we ask each other what our palate cleansers are. So like, it's anything that brings you joy. Speaking of joy, because that was the the character's name in this book look, look at me wrapping it Way all up bring it back around bring, bring it back around i feel like because this was not your usual level of chaos mm -hmm. um that this was your palate cleanser um for me i'm still in a monster place um monsters shifters um i always have space for a shifter i'm gonna tell you mm -hmm. that right now I always have space for, um, I'm minding my own business, walking through the street. I catch a whiff, mine. Like, always have room for that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell you, yeah. You are going to want to tune in on our October 2nd episode. Yes. Okay. Go ahead, write the name down and read it. It is Twisted by Dee Dee Prince. Oh, Dee Dee Prince. If you have the time between now and then to read the first one also, Hang on. Listen, friends, I am a newly minted Kindle Unlimited user. So let's just see. Twisted. Ah. <laughs> Start with Wild. Oh, first one is Wild by Dee Dee Prince. Dee Dee Prince. It's amazing. Oh, amazing. If you like the, I am just out and about, I smell that and I have to have it and I don't care what you say. And by God, I'm going to prove it in front of everybody. Yeah, I'm going to bulldoze my way all the way through because I got to figure out where that's coming from because mine mm -hmm. there's I'm never gonna say no to that you guys they are two of the best books that have that in it that I can yes read. oh my god right. so good well, guess what my palate cleanser is y'all what what is it what is it <laughs> to be fair so I had told Tori sort of obliquely I write contemporary romance 
So for me, I listen, I read everything. I am a huge fan. I read everything except for war because the world's already messy and mm-hmm. horror because I'm a big fucking scaredy cat, like 200 pounds of grade A Canadian scaredy cat. So I don't <laughs> read, like, I don't read horror, like real horror. Like I don't mind um, like a thriller or like a little bit of mystery whodunit, but mm-hmm. like full on terror. I, I can't do it. I, I won't do it. Just put the book in the freezer and leave me alone. But everything else is open season. So with that said, because I write more like, and then at work, he bought me a coffee and it was so cute and I really loved it, but I don't know what should I tell him? Like, maybe we'll go out a date on Saturday. I don't know. Because I write more like gentle for entertainment. I want it to be as weird and wild as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, hence my obsession with the shifters. Oh, we've got a group of shifters and one turns into a cat and one turns into a bird and one turns into a bear. Fuck it. Fine. I don't care. (laughs) I don't want to know the logistics of it. I don't care about like the feasibility of a human turning into a bird. I don't fucking care. Let's do this. And they're all friends and those different predators don't try to like maul each other. Sure. Fine. I don't care. I don't care. Find that person. Just get a whiff of them and then become fully obsessed to the point of madness. That's all I want out of you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there, I'm going to make that one. My palate cleanser. Well, girl, plug your books. It's not out yet. My debut novel will be out in December, December 2nd, whatever that Monday is. What's Uh, it about? Tell us about it. uh, Contemporary romance takes place at work. Uh, Junior, do you want the like the elevator pitch? Give us everything. Okay, so Junior, 33 years old, Afro-Latina, um, beautiful, and, like, knows it and uses it as a weapon. Love she, it. Yeah, like, she's like, flirts with men, men, women, anybody, like, everybody, equal opportunity. She's a happy hedonist. Uh, no source of pleasure is off limits. Um, enter Davis Fletcher, who is a producer on the show she works on, and he is the definition of clenched. Like just tightly wound and clenched and mm. obsessed with Junior. She happens to think that he is absolutely insufferable and wants nothing to do with him. In fact, turns around and goes the other way whenever she sees him coming. Uh, the the executive producer volunteers Junior to help Davis and that's how they get to know each other better. And he hopped up on like the confidence of working with her, admits that he has feelings for her. And she's like, well, that's weird because <laughs> we've had exactly six conversations. What do you mean? And he lays a whopper of a kiss on her. And because she's a happy hedonist, she chases that pleasure into a one night stand and then wakes up in the middle of the night and is like, oh, fuck, this was a bad idea, you guys. Like, <laughs> I should not have done this. Sneaks out in the middle of the night. And then it's about how he gets her back into his bed and stay in his life forever and ever. Amen. Ooh. it is called the insufferable mr fletcher and it takes place in toronto and it'll be available to every all and sundry in december awesome the insufferable mr fletcher. fletcher yep the working title was dick face so if i'm ever talking to you about it i'll say <laughs> i'll say oh i've got to get the thing i gotta get the cover for dick face ready or I've, like so that was the working title what author name do you use? Yes. My name, Linda Forbes. 
I don't have a lot of imagination, you guys. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, my website is up and the synopsis, or not the synopsis, but the book blurb is up there, lindoforbes.com. And do you have any like social media? Oh, obviously you have Instagram. <laughs> um, Instagram and Twitter. I have a TikTok account that I have never used, but I'm going to learn. Hmm? If you would send me um, like your Facebook information, your Instagram information, your website, all of that, because I'll put that in our show notes so people know how to find you. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thanks, y'all. Honestly, this was so much fun. And it, I know that this book wasn't um, creepy enough for you. No, no, it's fine. It was perfect. It was fine. We read all shades of dark. So this was on the lighter shade, but I wouldn't call it light by any means. It's not so, vanilla. No. I, like, it was a demon that put a magic dildo on her that sucked to her body. And, like, I mean, I just was like, the demon that fucks. Like, I'm fine with that. Um, But what I was going to say is, thank you so very much for you guys donating this because obviously you don't have to, you have a whole system that doesn't involve randos in it. Um, so thank you because this was so much fun. I was super thrilled to like think about it and prepare for it. And then now to be here with you guys, this was awesome. So much fun. So thank you for donating this opportunity and thanks for being lovely and patient with me. And I would like, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Like this was so much fun. Oh, this this was so much fun. Thank you for donating because you donated your hard-earned money to be on our <laughs> silly little podcast with us. And yeah, the auction was for Romance for Maui again. And um, we, as I think as a whole, um, not us, not uh, us alone, but like the whole auction, I think raised like $500,000 or something crazy like that. So yeah, it was like a five figure for sure. Like mm -hmm. a six figure number. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was an huge. astronomical amount of money. And it was, they ultimately uh, speaking as a, a bidder and like, was that the word? Like I'm the one yeah. who bid on the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were five options of, of, um, companies uh, organizations oh my god mm -hmm. words i know words i speak english <laughs> i know things there were five organizations that you were able to donate to and they were all pretty much on the ground organizations not mm -hmm. like like the red cross or anything like yeah yeah like national like that they were on the ground one was um a food drive one was um the teachers like they were doing things for the school one was for the hospitals like there were really really locally focused mm -hmm. and as the bidder you had to show that you know you donated your winning bid to any one of the five to yeah. sort of to validate your to validate your claim so I do remember getting the email saying you know thank you guys everybody for for donating and it was it was a huge number of yeah it was amazing money raised by Romance Landia collectively well, we are honored that you were willing to spend your hard-earned money to come sit and talk with us for an hour and a half. Yeah. So about it. Like I said, I'm doing it in a heartbeat. Thanks. Tori, do you have any palate cleansers for us? I have two. Okay. Um, the first one is I am plugging an anthology. Okay. It is Courage, an anthology to kick cancer's ass. Yes. 
um, one of our longtime listeners, she has been with us from the very beginning. Lulu Fox is one of the authors participating. And it is, um, it will be live on October 1st. And it will end on October 31st. So there's a spooky season. Spooky season. There's a (laughs) limited amount of time. It is on Kindle. It's $8. Mm -hmm. Um, But but the money is going to an excellent cause. What's the theme of the anthology? Courage, strength, fight. Those are all things you will find in this anthology to help an amazing woman fight breast cancer. Seven authors have come together to bring new short stories featuring strong women and a worthy cause. You know, like sometimes it's like they're all about weddings or they're all about like teachers or they're all about. So this is all about like strong women persevering. Yeah, there, there are some really great authors that are taking part. Lulu, um, Ames Mills, Savannah Giles, and four others that I don't remember off the top of my head. Fair. Um, Natalia. Yes. Both of you. When I said to Tori, like I gave her a list of books that I considered dark to see mm-hmm. if I was on the right track. Um, and she said she had not heard of what's the one that I wanted to ask you specifically? Black Sheep. Have you heard of that one? I have not. Then I encourage you both to read it. She uh grew up in a cult and was it by? Uh, why would you ask me that i don't i don't know well because i just googled it and there's like a whole bunch different ones oh fine hang on i'll look sorry Uh, as if i would know that who's it by like crazy nonsense questions are you asking me woman because you were like i the line between you of gore and smut this kind of ticks the boxes sounds good she grew up in a cult and as a punishment they like she was constantly being punished Mm -hmm. and they left her basically in the desert and the point was she was supposed to suffer in the desert and then they were come back and get her but then along came this like rando and because they threw her on his land unknowingly he shows up and is like what are you doing here and she's like well I don't know. Like she's 12 years old. She's like, I don't know. And once he just, is, hmm? is this the author or the character? This is the character. Okay. <laughs> once he establishes that she's not like, like a spy or something trying to like get to him, he basically takes her in and then raises her to be a killer. Oh, awesome. And then she, I mean, spends her whole adult life murdering and pillaging and carrying on. But to try to find the cult that she was raised in and kill the leader of the cult. Like she spends her whole life trying to find that. In the meanwhile, we have a professor who is a criminologist or sociologist or something like that. And she applies to him for her doctoral program. But he's going on sabbatical, so he can't take her on. And he also is trying to find the leader of her cult. Oh, it is by Alexa Harlow and Bryn Weaver. Awesome. It's called Black Sheep. Yes. Add to my never-ending TBR. <laughs> Listen, I just feel like I want you guys to know that there's a lot of intersections between us. 
and plot at the top corner. This is what my screen looks like. Plot at the top corner, smut at the bottom corner. Mm-hmm. Listen, you guys. Smush. Yes. Like she's brutal. At one point they they bang in um in the library, like in the stacks of the library. Mm-hmm. And because she is still pretending just to be like a grad student. And he like grabs like she walks away, like she pulls up her pants and she's like, this was great, thanks, and goes to leave. And he like grabs her elbow to say, like, wait. And she immediately like fucking Nikita, like Fed Nikita, like just <laughs> takes him down and again and then just walks away and he's like, I'm in love. This is awesome. <laughs> i love it (laughs) i love a badass heroine yeah Yeah. so uh if you get around to it and if you remember me just uh, let me know what you think we will certainly do that maybe we'll have you back on we can talk about that book i got no problem with it (laughs) yeah or we could talk about um obsidian feathers when we decide to do that one too because i do want to do that one and i definitely want to do salt road but again we have to we have to get to them. That was actually going to be my palate cleanser, but and I have to think about a, a different one because um, we already talked about the, those two. Well, books. you think about that, and I will tell you about the amazing series that I found. Okay. I need to find the name of the first book, though. I thought you knew all the titles, Dory. Oh, I thought you were just so good at titles. <laughs> I can tell you the name of the series. I thought this was going to be some, like, elevated stuff, but this is just regular, good, old-fashioned sibling bullshit, and I love it. (laughs) Love it. The first book is Shifting Their Ideals. Mm -hmm. It is The Lost Therian Omega by Aisling Cousin. And it is, obviously, a shifter book, but... It's a series, and I'm on book three. I don't know if it ends with the end of this book or if there will be a cliffhanger. Okay. Because it they're going to wrap up a lot of the plot in this book. I can already tell. But I don't know if there's something that they throw in that's going to give them more. But what I find really interesting about it is a Therian is a shifter who can become any mammal. Oh. And in this world, they were thought to be a myth. And our female main character has spent the last eight years on the run with her two younger brothers because her mother was fated to the alpha of a pack, and he basically put them all in a house away from the pack, and let the men use her as they saw fit because he was positive she was an Omega. And if she was an Omega, then maybe he would get more Omega babies. And those are valuable. But he was also punishing her because she mated two other men. Mm. And the men that she had mated is the female main character's fathers who has a pack that has spent the last eight years looking for them, the last 18 years looking for them because the bad pack kidnapped them away when she was eight. Mm -hmm. But she has spent her entire life terrified that 
she's going to be found and taken back because unlike her mother who was a beta, she really is an Omega. But she is one of those badass Omegas who has learned all kinds of martial arts that I can't pronounce. <laughs> um, and she's taught her two younger brothers. And it's a fated mate situation because her biological fathers have been collecting the men who have the fated mark on their arm so that when they find her, all of her mates will be together. So she has a mountain, there's a mountain lion, a polar bear, a Ooh. snow leopard, a bear that's different than a grizzly, but I don't know what kind. Kodiak, maybe? All of them. She has eight mates who are all alphas. Of course. No conflict there. None. Perfect. I love it. And one of her fated mates is the son of the alpha the pack alpha who basically killed her mother he kidnaps her and his son is like this doesn't work for me and there is this all-out war he kills his dad joins her pack it's really really good i'm having a lot of fun with it awesome so the series is like just a continuing saga or it's a different grouping each time it's a continuing group, the same group through all three books. Okay. There is plenty of conflict, um, plenty of conflict in it to to make it worth reading three books. I got a problem with that. I just get impatient between like if book four isn't written and I just got to wait, then I get like. Yes. My anxiety doesn't do cliffhangers. <laughs> yeah. I I read a series. Well, I started a series and I got to book four. And the female main character took a hard right turn that went, I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. I threw my Kindle, (laughs) almost (laughs) broke it, had to buy a new case. And I haven't finished the series yet because there's one book left. They've gotten through book eight, but there is one book left. See, that's why I have to wait for the series to be like, if it's, if it's a series that is continuing and not just, oh, you met the the guy in book two and now it's his turn to be the focus of the book. I don't have a problem with those ones. I'll read all of those. But if it's, mm-hmm. no, no, we're still telling the story. Go, 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 go. And we're not done yet. And I might have to wait a year to know what happened. I need to know now. Yeah. I'm childish that way. I think <laughs> that speaking of, oh, no. I was excited because someone was telling me about the fucking wrong guy. I can't fucking wait and for that. I thought that it had come out and I was so excited. It has not. It has not. It comes out on September 29th. Yeah, I have a wedding that day and I'm very mad about it. <laughs> Why are you guys so excited about that book? <gasps> because we we read the first book, um, which was the fucking wrong number and... That was about an unhinged hockey player who pretty much imprints. He texts the wrong person and she texts him back all sassily along with her like picture. And he immediately imprints on her and is like, that's mine and goes off and like stalks the shit out of her and more or less does some really shady dark romance shit to more. Yeah. To like manipulate her into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and this second book is about his best friend 
who is now stalking a girl who has a boyfriend. So we're excited about that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, we uh we, we like the stalker books. <laughs> we look kidnapping and stalking and manipulating is in my DNA. <laughs> Like, no apologies. Like for my Soviet roots, that's what we do. That's what we do. That's how we show love. We kidnap you. Love it. <laughs> Fabulous. Which means my husband doesn't love me. Is he also Soviet? No, he's freaking. So then he just doesn't have the like. He doesn't have the instinct for it. He's Italian. They're ah. they've got mafia people. Come on. That's not. But that's not how they do. Like you guys. Like an Italian husband in a in a. Soviet princess. Like, I mean, you guys are living in the dark romance. Yeah. Zoe Blake, where's my book? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's writing itself. Well, we're not writing a book about my man because Mr. Klein is just a big golden retriever. Yeah, but I mean that now you get that's my wheelhouse. I can contemporary you guys a beautiful story. It just so. a golden retriever doesn't lend itself to dark romance. No. He can do the dark with other people, but it just doesn't work with us. That's fine. And there's, That's fine. Good. I'm just saying. I've been talking you're... to a new beau. <gasps> Wait, you have not told us this. Yes. Um, Tori's Polly. It's all good. <laughs> um, we've been talking for maybe a month. Oh. Month and a half. I didn't you were just holding out on me. I didn't want to say anything until I knew that it wasn't going to be a ghost ghosting situation. Okay. Um, he's married, but they are also Polly, and we click on a lot of levels. Nice. I am. I am somewhat hopeful. Have you met in person yet? We have not met in person because I can't drive. Oh, that's right. I had surgery in June. I I had spine surgery. I had a fusion done. Um, and I had complications which have affected my right leg. And I can't. So we're waiting until I can drive because on a first meeting, I am uncomfortable with him picking me up at the house. Mm. Of course. A first meeting, you don't. No, of course not. Neutral ground. Neutral ground. Not even in your like community like you'd go like the one county over like just you don't need to know where I'm and so I don't want Mr. Klein to take me and drop me off like I'm a school child <laughs> so we are um we were making plans until I my driving was just not possible yeah but, um, but yeah there is there is a new guy. We will, That's exciting. He is kind of a daddy dom. <gasps> Ooh, does he know about our podcast? Yeah, he does because he offered he he does Twitch. He's a gamer. Okay, he's a gaming nerd like me, and he streams like two nights a week. Okay, and he's like, well, I'll I'll, I'll send you a pass and you can come watch. And I'm like, well, sorry, dude, we're recording tonight. Maybe next time. Yeah. Show them that you've got your own shit going, baby. Yeah. 
You, you think you're the only <laughs> one who talks in a microphone and looks at the screen? I do that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I bet we talk about much more uh, fun stuff than him. No offense, but like. Yeah. Do your video games have a demon who has fashioned a dildo that sticks onto her body? No, I bet he doesn't. His games aren't even like my games because I play the kill them all mm-hmm. concept. Just brave um, with bullets. I am a huge fan of the Diablo series. Mm-hmm. I'm Blizzard. Mr. Savage likes that series. I am addicted to Diablo 4. It came out maybe a month and a half ago. Oh, is this and... a new one? Yeah, there's a new one. Shit, and don't it tell is him. Awesome. Tell him that it is. If he likes <laughs> D2, he needs D4. I'm not telling him. No. But it's a, it's a stress relief. I started playing it when I was living alone and working a miserable job that I was spending 60 plus hours a week working. The guy that I was dating was living in England. It was me and my five cats. And somebody was like, try this game. Well, when you kill things, they make these cute little pain noises. And I got addicted to those cute little pain noises because I could tell that it hurt them. <laughs> me, who was working a customer service job. Outlets. We all need outlets. Outlets. Um, and as who is my 17-year-old cat, would it it was back when we had the big monitors you know the big bulky ones she would sit on top of the monitor while i played and batted at my character as i moved around the screen Mm -hmm. so it was bonding time for her and i but he does resource management games and i i feel like that's real life why would i want to do that yeah i was gonna say resource management games doesn't sound like you're not solving you're not solving a puzzle and you're not murdering insurgents. So what are we doing here? Yeah. A lot of board games are the are that are very popular are resource management. And I'm just like, yeah, pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, but like, okay, now I've got enough wood and I'm gonna build a house and now I've got enough fire. Like, no, let's blow some shit up. Yeah. Baton, I will play. I was gonna say I do like that game. <laughs> I enjoy settlers. Settlers but... of Catan is fun. That's mainly because I like stealing shit from Mr. Savage. It has nearly come to blows at our friend's table. <laughs> so we are hardcore and we all want to win. And the more that I can screw over everybody else, the happier I am. I mean, I'm a great friend. Can't you tell? I love you. I love you too, Nat. I mean, I find you both very delightful. And we find you extremely delightful. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you. It has Thanks, been guys. wonderful to have you. Yeah, spending time with us. We had a good time. I, my palate, my, should I tell him my palate cleanser? I don't know. I feel like we've talked enough, but you know what? I'll make a, a quick one. Zoe Blake just sent me the cover for Sweet Intensity because she is writing her Russian mafia people again. And I'm so excited. And guys, the cover is perfection. It is a hot silver daddy and with tattoos. Do you know if she is going to be putting sweet jealousy on Kindle? I don't know. I can ask her. I think that it's on Vela now. Uh-huh. Um, but that I don't I don't Yeah, I don't have Vela either. I don't have Vela. 
but I would very much like to read it. It's it's the next one after um it's the next one after Luca's book. I'll find out for her. Um okay. but sweet intensity is gonna be on Kindle from what I remember. Excellent. I'm gonna I'm gonna find out, bitch. I'm messaging her text her right now when we're done. <laughs> Be like, excuse me, I'm doing all this Russian translation. I better be getting a copy of this bastard. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a little crazy. Anyway, thank you again for listening, everybody. Thank you f- to Lindo for donating to Maui um, and to come hanging out with us and take a chance on a crazy podcast with two insane people with chaotic brains. So, But you fit in perfectly. So Love it. I couldn't get enough. Everybody go check out Lindo's um, website and check out her book when it comes out in December. I'm excited about it. I love me like a grumpy situation. So, yeah. yeah. Just, that's the only word to describe poor Davis. Clenched, just tightly wound. Poor bastard. He needs a good pegging. I mean, <laughs> she's she's probably that's probably next on her list of things to do. I'm not going to lie to you. That's probably very in their very near future. More pegging in books. More pegging. (laughs) Let's leave it at that, everybody. What are we reading next week, Tori? Next week, we are starting our Spooktober. Woohoo! And we are so excited, you have no idea. So we are kicking off with Twisted by Dee Dee Prince. Um, You can... I will find which episode wild was if you want to refer back to it um mm-hmm. because it's the second book in the savage alpha shifters that's on our plate um and i am i'm excited i i love gd so it it'll yes. be a good time spooktober is my favorite time of the year and many of you have asked me if we are doing spooktober again the answer is yes we are we would do spooktober all year round if you let us so <laughs> We love us a spooktober. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Lindo. Have a wonderful week, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Everybody, I have a small little announcement, just a plug here. Uh, if you want to hear more of Nat, you can go check out Pink Kink Podcast because Dara and I did a little episode on kink in romance fantasy romance novels and while i didn't have a necessarily a fantasy book for her i did bring her from russia with blood by vivian murdoch and yes and i do believe that i shocked the crap out of her so (laughs) i think by the time this episode is out my episode with her will be out it is part two of dara's birthday episode so i hope that you guys listen yeah, go check it out. That is Dara's birthday episode part two, episode 133, and I'm in the second segment. I hope you like it. Thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please don't forget to rate and review us on whichever podcast platform you listen on. We really appreciate those five-star reviews, and they help us get in front of other listeners. And if you just can't get enough of us, you can always join our Patreon where we have extra special bonus episodes available every month. Just look up Trigger Warning Romance on Patreon. And please give us a follow on our social medias. We are at Trigger Warning Romance on TikTok and Instagram. 
And if you want to come join us and have some fun in the Facebook group, please join the Trigger Warning Romance Dark Romance Listener Support Group. And as you know, we are always looking forward to hearing from you. So if you have any recommendations for us or just want to come say hello, please reach out to us on any of our social medias or through our website at TriggerWarningRomance.com.